Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination, full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords, and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time, arrival insurance program we got you covered visit the reptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals click on the link to the marketplace find that perfect pet or breeder then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the united states we are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Tonight we have the comic relief of Mr. Owen McIntyre, brought to you by uh, 
rogue reptiles, and uh, he will <laughs> and be entertaining us throughout the night. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that, how it's going to go. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just us hanging out um, and uh, talking about, I guess, catching up on uh, some things and you know, just. Uh, BSing about uh, what's going on. I think probably the uh, the first thing on the agenda is probably the sad news that uh, our friend uh, Nathan Garrett, um, aka you probably know him as uh, Chimera Pro, um, he was yeah. on the show back in uh, January of 2014, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Real cool guy. Um, he passed away. Um, he was a young guy too, uh, and I know. He had a baby on the way, which really kind of makes it uh, makes us all the worse. Yeah. Yeah. So our thoughts uh, go out to the family and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they uh, they're doing OK. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you missed the show, you should go back and check it out. Basically, what Nathan did is uh, he more or less. um went out and caught reptiles, uh, you know, yeah. moved them from uh, people's uh, houses and uh, I guess their swimming pools and garages and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he's a really cool guy. He always would post pictures of really cool coastals and, and such. And that he found uh, just hanging out in the bush it. that were better looking than our jags. Yeah, it's, you know, he was, he was a really cool guy. And he, uh, of course, we – he was the envy of at least you and I to go out and do the stuff he did. So it's it's a terrible shame and it's a great loss. Uh, and I'm sure yeah. to to lose him at such a young age and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. When that definitely when that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, when that kind of stuff happens, uh, I really uh, it makes me think about you know uh, how no. short life is and you know yeah. experience it and live it to the fullest. Uh, that's why Eric went out and bought a Ferrari, everybody. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm just making sure that I go to Australia in uh, yeah, 2016. Yes. Done. So, yep, I've I'll talked to the. Uh, I can go with you. So. I talked to some of the people on the uh, on the Facebook page, uh, Morelia Spilota mm-hmm. Imbricata. And uh, yep. they said that uh, we could stop by and see some of their amazing imbricata. Now, Owen, you might not like to see that. Maybe you will. I, maybe you I won't. would like to see that, but do I really want to be next to you while you're like squealing like a girl? I mean, <laughs> can you go in for 20 minutes and then I'll join you after you calm down a little bit? So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I some of the guys that that are down there are just working on uh, imbricata and they're just they're just doing a fabulous job in the some amazing yeah. yeah so if you wanted to uh, if you want to check out some uh, cool um, imbricata um, if you don't know what imbricata is I should I kind of always say it like everybody is on the same level as you know us <laughs> but uh, imbricata is a southwestern carpet python. Um, they're not, well, they're not bred in captivity outside of Australia that I know of. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, I'm sorry. Did I, I coughed on the air. (laughs) Weird. That's weird that that happened there that, you know, 
right in the middle of an Imbricata. That was such timing. Ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible timing. Weird. It's only because I'm a musician. I have impeccable timing. That's all. I'm telling you, we're going to get emails now. Like, do you know where Imbricata are? <laughs> no, I do not. So don't. All of you. Forward all of them to you. No. And if I did, I would not tell you because I would be the first one <laughs> on the list for the clutch. <laughs> so <laughs> don't waste your time. <laughs> we love our fans. We don't love you all that much. So <laughs> yeah. So so I figured in um, uh, another thing, I guess that we can uh, touch base with is uh, what's going on in our seasons and 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 whatnot and. Uh, I guess here in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, it seems like I should say first that I think it's kind of a late season. I don't know what your thoughts are, Owen, but... Uh, I completely agree. It is very late, especially because um, my brettles are going blue, and I still have coastal females that are gearing up to breed and drop. And uh, so it's like uh, brettles and coastals are going to drop at the same time, and I still have a jungle female that's holding out. So it's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what eggs are coming and where, but I know there are more coming. And, wow. Uh, I what is the, uh, what was the that, jungle bred to? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's one of those well, guys. Uh, the, I gotcha. The jungle was, <laughs> no, the jungle was bred to a, a, a zebra. Um, hopefully she took, I'm not sure. I don't know, Clutch, is the coastal jag, the Hikon jag bred to the zebra jag. I don't know what happened there. It just kind of was weird. <laughs> you know how it is. You're shifting males. One thing leads to another. <laughs> horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What did I do? What have I done? I've gone against everything. These will look cool. So, it's you know, I'll, I'll get over it quickly when they hatch. So... Yeah, and then and the uh, irony will be ringing throughout the rogue reptile walls years ago. It was a coastal and a jungle, and I hear tell from somebody who just constantly says it, that they're, they're pretty much the same thing. So it's okay. Yeah, you believe that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going on trial that's, here. That's my sales <laughs> pitch, Owen. I, I don't. I know it's a sales pitch. <laughs> I, know, I didn't say I know there's constant. <laughs> I know that if we could go back and listen to old shows, we'd have constant, constant things of me going, that's a crock. But you know what? None right now. You're going with it. Oh, okay. The, um, Fair enough. The other, the other thing is that uh, I, I accidentally, on purpose, spread the Dominican Red Mountain Bowers again. So... Uh-huh. That's good, Ben. I mean, what's the feel for those? No, they were horrible. They were they were oh, getting them going place. and stuff. Oh my god! But the six that I have now are yeah. on unscented fuzzies, and they're a dream. I mean, I open up the bin; they immediately eat the food, and they're calm. They don't really musk too much. If you jab them in the tail, you're done. But they're, they're, they're so chill, but it's to get down to these six that are so relaxed and feeding so awesome. I had to uh-huh. fight my way through 20 babies. I mean, like there was, there was the wow. live geckos that were the scented, there was all the stuff. And each time, you know, uh, I did have like two or three who just never took food and ended up rolling on me, which whatever the other ones, 
that were shifting over was kind of difficult. Some were bought as gecko feeders and they left. Other ones bought as rodent feeders and left. But, you know, the six that I have now are just cruising so well. It's like, I don't want to do it again. Can I just have these six for the rest of my life? Or get the to be exactly like these guys where it's like, no problem. They'll take right out of the egg or mom. Right. That's the other thing. Right. I don't know what the, like the first time, she gave birth was a total freak accident. Uh huh. So I have no idea what to look for about how close she is. She looks thick. She looks heavy, and she looks like it's dripping down towards the vent. She isn't uh-huh. taking food. She will not tolerate the male at all in the cage. So I don't know. Okay. It's like, it, will she bask belly up? I don't know. It, according to some people, she'll lay sideways. She kind of looks all uncomfortable. I'm just going to keep checking on her until, like, there's a bunch of little red ones in there. Like, last time. I'll just be like, oh, hello. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a different experience to breed boas, you know. I never really – I mean, I've, I've, I guess it's a whole different game, you know, because – I will send you some. I'll send you 20-something brand-new babies. You can experience <laughs> it all for yourself. <laughs> no. No, thank you. <laughs> if I'm getting boas, I'm I would go with some of the locality stuff. Not, uh, but they're cool, man. Ah. Uh, absolutely. Um, when we came over to your place, I remember checking them out. I, you know, I think about back when I was getting into them back in 2009. I think uh, Crutchfield yeah. first uh, posted them. I want to say maybe I saw it on the Bush League Breeders Club. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when he posted them up, I was like, wow, those things are wild looking, you know? Yeah. But, and they get, the, the people think that they need to get freaking huge, like everything else. They're all talking right. about how like they should be nine, 10 feet, massive animals. I mean, my females are the size of probably your carpet Python females. Wow. And I'm going to get, you know, probably close to uh, Rose. Rosie gave me twenty babies last year, so wow. if I can get twenty babies this year, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm fine. I sell them all as non feeders and buy myself a rough scale female. <laughs> is this is the year for rough scales. This is rough scales. This is the year. Okay. So you know, safety is an awesome guy, but he messages me, he goes, so Owen, I'm like, yeah, he goes, you know, I have those rough scales for sale. I'm like, you bastard. Who has them for sale? I don't know. Oh, I can't buy them. (laughs) Just asking. Dave D has them. Dave D, um, he threw them up on the Morelli Veritas forums, uh, but I've known about them for a little bit. Uh, he and I talked a couple months back when they were hatched and then, uh, I told them to contact me when they're ready to go. And, of course, I totally forgot about them, which is stunning for me. I don't know why or how I did that. But um, he contacted me about them, and now I'm like, oh, want to die. Wow. <laughs> it's like they're here, but there's no possible way I can do it right now. <laughs> so Wow. Um, What's the price point yeah. on them, the guy still? Uh, I think he had pairs up for maybe, I think it was like two, two, uh, 27, something like that for pairs. And apparently he has 4.8, hmm. which is what the K 
kicker is because he's like, oh, you know, lone females and things like that. Like, <laughs> so, it's <laughs> slowly killing me. <laughs> Can <Yeah>. you tell? <laughs> yeah. They're a cool snake for sure. One day yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get them. Yeah, well, let's, sure. I'm going to bring this up again after Carpet Fest, after you've been walking around with Romulus all day, and then we'll see how we go, okay? <laughs> you think I'm going to get them sooner rather than later? I'll, I'll, I'll taunt, yes. I'll think you'll get them yeah. sooner rather than later. Yes. Yes, because I'm going to make you, 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 <laughs> you may be right. I, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like I fight that, uh, you know, usually anything Morelia is like you know, my thing, mm. and it's like for some reason I, I fight those. Like you I, fight I the can't shift break onto down the new <laughs> Well, you're like you're like me. We fight onto the new shift of different Morelia. It's like I got yeah. my carpet python to wee, and then it's like I don't want green trees, and then eventually one hits me in the face, and now all of a sudden I'm in green trees. It's like the same thing happens with every other type of Morelia. You want it, but you don't realize how much you want it until you're presented with the opportunity to get it, and it's yeah. like right in front of you, and then it's like. <laughs> Oh, and has diamond pythons now. It's like that's, that's, that's yeah. You have no intent of getting them anytime soon, but then you're pretty much shown right then and there, and it's an opportunity that you can't pass up. And you all of a sudden you realize after you held them how much you really wanted them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I remember seeing them at Carpet Fest. I remember seeing them at uh, you know when Julie had them there. I remember when you yeah. when the last time we were up at your spot, they were cool. But yeah, I don't, know. My, I don't know. It's one of those things where I I can't wait for my guys to be grown like fully because I think they're just an impressive animal one. But I think once they get big, they're just so much like more impressive the scales are more pronounced you can really feel the keels um yeah you know what i think you know now that i'm thinking of it you know what i think it is it's like Mm. whenever there's a species within the inner circle Mm. i kind of feel like i don't don't feel like i need to get get it it. (laughs) you know what i mean i don't have to get it exactly that's what people ask me they're like don't you want more albino stuff i wanted more albino stuff but you gotta call eric here You yeah. that? No, because one year, one year, people have so many that he's gonna be like, "Do you just want this girl for the season?" I'll be like, "Yeah," and then I'll have half a collection. I don't have to buy anything, so yeah. it's like it'll be okay. I just gotta be patient. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what it is. Now that I'm thinking of yeah. it, I'm like, yeah, yeah well, it's it's all in the actually. Speaking of pairs of pythons, like I finally completed a pair today of water pythons. Ah, you've been My struggling with water python. Yeah, yeah. I had that okay. one girl, and now I, uh, Brent uh, Bloom sent me a boy. So cool. He's just this like anything like female. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it anything like that girl? Yikes! <laughs> they're it, they're horrible. I don't know why I want to bring them. <laughs> they're horrible creatures. <laughs> I don't think that that's the way to promote the species, but okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think they're just a joy. No, there, there's something about, because you think, my liasses I found are just so food obsessed, sometimes it's ridiculous. Um, yes. Max love food. Olives are never not hungry. And right. my savus get so excited when it's food time, they actually throw uh-huh. themselves out of the bin, like completely out of the bin, and fall to the ground because they're trying to get to the mouse on the tongs. 
So, I mean, something about liasses, they're just psychotic. But when it comes to, like, with food, when it comes to water pythons, it's hit or miss. You either get one that's calm and actually gets a voo that when it's food time, it's on, or you get mm-hmm. one that is just, like, I ha- you, you've seen, I've had several water pythons where I have to, like, cover the front of the cage. Otherwise, they're just going to keep hitting their head against the cage all day. I remember the one at Hamburg <laughs> that, you would, that you had that adult female, I think it was. Yes, yes. And you had, like, a king snake next to it. And some, some lady comes walking up, and she's like, oh, what kind of king snake is that? <laughs> and, and you're, like, telling her it was some kind of whatever you had there. I don't know. And yeah, some kind of calking, yeah. and and the next thing I know, that thing starts smacking the the the, the glass that it was in. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm like, "Good lord!" Yeah, 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 yeah. So I decided to start with babies because I figure, you know, I'll get better luck with breeding, and you know, they'll be tiny and they'll raise them up and they'll be nice. No, they're just horrible. <laughs> I mean, that that female I have is never happy. So, hmm. um, but she's. So I don't care. She can hate my guts the rest of her life. If she makes eggs and eats her food, I'll deal. So, but yeah, I think uh, I think I think that's one of those species that you kind of have to keep. Somebody has to keep breeding in, in the United States because if people just kind of forget about it, that's like a species yeah. that would get lost. I, I really I think that that would be one of those ones that would just kind of. Peter off because there's really there's no morphs there's no real anything to them so people kind of don't pay any attention. I think the only morphs that are happening in liasses are the albino olives and then the silver savus. So, I mean, but I, I I can I dig some liasses. I mean, they're 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 really cool and they're not that much different than carpet pythons. So they fit in quite nice and I blame you completely for it. So. Um, <laughs> I think uh, that uh, don't you think though that part of it has to do with the fact of having the Australian pythons in your in your collection? I would agree, and I also have a weird thing that it's like I don't really care about filling all the slots of Morelia. I really don't. It's like I'll I'll breed what I like and I'll do what I like. When it comes to liasses, I'm like, man, I would really love to have the entire complex. Like I want Duns and I want Apodora. And I, I have no room for pop ones. <laughs> Probably will never get them. But it's like, yeah, I could do that. It's like, why? Why would I do that? <laughs> so, um, but it's just something that I think is cool. I also like the factor of the liasses that you don't see them. You really don't. And it, it's one of those things. Like I brought, uh, I brought a water python to a show once, and mm-hmm. people were asking me what the hell it was the entire time because he. He was one who had a bright, bright orange belly, and he showed it off. So it was like, what is that? And it's like, well, it's not because it's – they're not intrigued because it's like a bright yellow animal from across the room. They're intrigued because they don't ever see something like that. So I enjoy that whole what is that, which is kind of lost now in the carpet pythons because everybody knows what they are now. But, you know, I kind of enjoy that with the liasses of it's something that is – kind of out there kind of kind of left field for people to be working with so yeah yeah i think uh i don't know i think they're 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 definitely cool pythons for sure you know um, yeah. i i particularly like the maclots out of the if yeah. i was to pick one you know 
for some reason, I'm, I just dig those. I think they're cool. But uh, my Macs are staring at me. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping the females grab it. Um, one of the female Macs slugged out this year, but the mm-hmm. other one is showing some promise. But I'm not sure. So we'll see. Okay. Maybe. Yes. So it sounds like you. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you were kind of worried with the move and everything that. Uh, there's going to be total devastation, but it doesn't sound like it's total devastation. I have two clutches, so we're only mild devastation. <laughs> it's <laughs> not total. <laughs> not total, mild devastation. Hooray! So um, I'm still waiting on three coastal females, uh, that jungle female, and oddly enough, the IJ female just went into shed. So I'm hoping. I, I, I know that I can I can already hear Zach with the it's too late for IJ's Owen, but you know, I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I guess you could breed IJs and I d I don't know. I kind of feel that maybe IJs would fall into the category like um Garbage, exactly. Wait, wait, I agree. <laughs> no, they would fall into the category like Condros that you could probably do it all year long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if they're so easy to breed for everybody else, wouldn't it, you know, it would make sense that mine would, like, drop eggs in August or something stupid. So. Yeah, I bet you if you could do that with any any of the carpets, I, I think IJs would be it. But, no. Because they're from I, the... I, from hope, a, I hope for your sake that they do drop. Otherwise, you know, a male granite is showing up on your front doorstep in August sometime. Like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to ring the doorbell and drop him and then leave. So... Yeah. Well, that's cool because yeah, I got I have plenty of things I could plug that guy into. Excellent. <laughs> I have a mail, like but he's kind of he's kind of loopy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna drop the boy off. He's gonna breed like three females. I'm gonna feel like a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, breeds with everything. Shut up. I, I, yeah, right. I really feel that next year. And I guess I'm going to go on record and maybe hopefully I don't eat my words as a knock on wood. But I think next year I'll have my seasoned. I feel like I'm dialed in now. You know, I've worked out all the kinks, all the problems, yeah. worked through everything. And I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm dialed in. The bitch of it is, is that I probably be moving. <laughs> so. Oh, no. Yeah, well. Yeah. We'll so. I'm trying to time it so that the move would be after uh, after the, uh, yes. the season. Don't do what I did and move in December. Yeah, <laughs> I want I would move when I have eggs on the ground. This was when I would, you know, move. Makes but sense. We'll see. And then, uh, you know, it, it kind of, I don't know. I, like my season next year is geared more towards making double head stuff and you know, a lot of het type of, of projects and, and kind of the kicker with that is, is, you know, that's the long-term project and you mm-hmm. don't really see like, you know, immediate results in, uh, in what you're doing. But, um, you know, you know, like, uh, I would have, I'm working on, um, exanic granites, albino granites, snows, uh, stuff like that. Exanic albino granites. Head for hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, 
but uh, yeah, and and, well. and I, I agree because you're gonna have because I mean I, I kind of understand too because uh, next year I'm shooting for Carmel uh, Head Exanix, so mm-hmm. you won't like it'll look like I'm producing the same shit, but it'll have something different to it. So um, yeah. you know, having the Carmel uh, Jags Head Exanix will push me towards Ghost. So. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I was telling you before we started the show that uh, I've been talking to uh, Paul Harris of UK Python, mm-hmm. and um, I have a cool pair of snakes coming. Uh, I have a granite zebra male caramel zebra granite female. So potentially we're going to make those super, no, those granite super zebras, right? Super granite, caramel. Super zebra granite, and those are the ones, caramels. So those are the ones that kind of look like Max, right? Correct. Okay, so we're going to do that, but a caramely. Goodness. Yeah, I don't know what it would do. I I would hope that somebody would produce it this year, like maybe somebody like, uh, you know, um, Paul. Uh, but we'll see. I know he said that his season's really just kind of getting underway. So yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of think it would look cool to be caramel that way with the super zebra granite. But I think it would be even cooler if it was super caramel. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, why did you? You know, I, I I put my super caramel up for that. You nominated me for that dumb five days of snake. Eric was just killed by a herd of small dogs. He will be missed. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> Timing, guys. Yeah, I know. My neighbor just knocked on the door. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, anywho, yeah, you were saying I nominated you for the, yeah, right, I knew that was coming too, as soon as I heard, like, the, anyways, yeah, you nominated me for that, uh, five days, five snakes thing, so I threw my super caramel up today, and, I don't know, kind of looking at her, and you talk about how your, your different caramel combinations, like, that'd be cool. But it'd be even cooler as a super. <laughs> so it's like I'm enjoying this. Yeah. But. So next year um, mm-hmm. will be the year. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me, let me let me pull out the book. <laughs> let me get the book. Now we walk file the through Eric the book. Vault, where we keep the let book me let me leave the mammalian the wing. I'm gonna leave the mammalian wing of Python Studios, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna head to the uh, reptile the wing. We have to take the trolley, but yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> I know you have a sorry. I know you have this all planned out, <laughs> and the problem is, is that I used to make fun of you so bad for it, but you got me kind of onto that. You turned me onto that like herp scan, the reptile scan thing. Yeah, and I was poking around in it. I've been doing it for about two days now, and I'm like adding my animals. I'm going through. I'm going to old emails from breeders when I first got animals, and I'm setting up family trees and pictures of adults and things like that, and I'm setting it up. And then I'm feeding tonight, and I'm actually doing it 
so you can keep the feed records, the shed records, and all that other fun, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so insanely easy. And it's even easier. Like, today, I set up the clutches that I have on the ground. It was this one with this one and this one. And it had male, female, their morphs, and then the due dates and a little scanning thing. And then when I push a button and it says they hatch, I type in how many males, how many females, and it'll set up all the babies. It yes. has made it looks so freaking easy. So I'm like, God damn it, I'm gonna turn into Eric. And it's gonna be like, Yes, <laughs> yes, the meticulous moon phases and their shedding cycles are telling me that now is the time to breed the granite. So it's like, you know, it's <laughs> last well, I, I had that before and I, I think I, well, I don't know if I said this on the air, but I used that before and it's it's called reptile reptiscan. And I used it before on an Android phone and I didn't like it at all. Um, mm. I have an iPhone and I use it on that and I for, I love it. You know, I it also have seems, an iPad. I love which it. Which makes it even easier too. Well, it, it, and it's funny because it's like, I'm setting up my breeding and they're like, well, who are you breeding? Scan, ma- scan female, scan male. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to go up and go ping, ding. And then it sets up, this is my breedings now. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Yes, and then it says it has a mass scan thing, so I can just scan all the animals and be like, they all ate. What did they eat? They ate the food that I told you they were going to eat. And then it's like, okay, check. Right. And then these are all the ones that did not eat. And it's like, that is fantastic. It has, uh, you can set a counter that is, a, if you have a female, you type in how many days they go from, uh, I guess, between their shed and they're laying the eggs or something like that so mm-hmm. like if you type in hey this animal shed and it's like okay well normally carpets go this long but this female for the last three clutches only goes this long so you say the due date should be here but rep the skin says the due date should really be here and i'm like oh right. my god that's awesome so yeah i blame you for that too Somehow you're turning yeah. into a better keeper year after year, and it's really getting annoying, okay? So. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the cool thing about that is, too, is that another feature of that is um, when you go and put animals up for sale, yeah. um, you can go and you what you do is you, you can click a little tab, and it says that they're for sale. So when you go on, you can you can basically look at all the animals you have for sale, kind of like an inventory list. And then if you're going yeah. to a show – it also prints out, uh, you know, little uh, uh, bar or uh, well, you could print out a scan bar, and then you could print out like you know the information on the animal, and you could put it on your, uh, you know, on your uh, on your your uh, display, um, mm-hmm. you know. So when people come up, I guess, you know, they could scan it. If people have that same app and they keep it, you can just transfer the animals over. I like it because yeah. it makes putting the uh, lineage records that, that, I, that I do manually now that much yeah. easier. So, well, so also, sorry I mean, it out. even then, if it's not labeled, when, when I pack it up, I either give you an index card with the scanner on it, or if it's in a deli cup, I just slap it on top of the deli cup. And you've got everything right. you need right there. All you got to do is take it home and scan it, and it just appears on your computer. Yeah. All right there. Yeah. And then even if you don't have RectoScan, I can now print out a packet or something for the animal, mm-hmm. and it has all the information for it. So, like, if I'm shipping it to you and you don't have RectoScan or whatever, 
I have to include the packet in with your receipt and you have all the information. I don't have to go digging around. It'll have a family tree. It's food history, shed history, shit history. <laughs> all right there. So Yeah. Looks like you're becoming yeah. high-end, man. I, uh, <laughs> I knew it. Starts with the freaking logo, and then it goes from there. Yeah. Now, then, soon. Now you're high-end. Soon, uh, soon I'll be buying, like, Jawatan jungles and going, look at them. They don't look like normal jungles, and that's what makes them popular. So, you know. <laughs> well, I think the uh, – I don't know. Just my thought when you're – when when – you're looking at a market that I don't want to say, dare I say that it's maybe a little bit saturated at the moment. I don't know. I don't know if it is or it isn't. Um, yeah. I kind of feel that it is, but it feels like there's more people coming into the, uh, into carpet Python. So I think that's a good thing. You know, I think the key is to continually get new people um, to to check out carpet pythons, and then well, um, you know the ultimately is always always to set yourself apart from the other guy, and that the, right. well, the other guy is a fellow breeder in Morelia, or the other guy is a dealer up the street who has you know a couple tables over who has carpet pythons, and this is just a more professional way to go about. Uh, selling the animals, giving the information. Some people won't care. Some people might take that packet, take that little card, and throw it out. Fine. But there's some people who will lose their shit about it and love that it's coming. So that's just one more thing you can do. And I am doing it for the standpoint of, one, uh, trying to get this, these records and stuff in order. Two, I enjoy the family tree stuff and having pictures. I have pictures of parents. Um, I have pictures of Benjamin and Madam Blueberry that I got from Will Leary from years ago. Um, and it's all this other stuff. So it's like, I enjoy that stuff. Plus, um, it's also just for my sake, too, of keeping track of who's eating, who's not eating. Also, you know, I've become, every once in a while towards the end of the season, it's just like, all right, I really don't feel like feeding all the babies like every this many days. So they end up going a few days longer or this, that, and the other thing. So, it's one of the things where it really kind of keep me back on track and get me going the right way. So it's, I'm doing it for multiple reasons, but it's a good thing. I think it's really cool. So. Yeah. I mean, I used to use uh, index cards and whatnot, and I found that, um, I don't know, they would get wet and then they get slopped mm -hmm. up and like, I couldn't send that to somebody and I don't know. It just seemed like this was the way to go. But I th what I was going to say is, is that like in a, in a, in a time when, you know, if, if everybody's breeding the same type of thing, I think those are the things that set you apart, like you said, from, from somebody else. Um, yeah. the fact that, you know, you have all the lineage, you have, um, you know, the information on the pairing, you have the feed card, you have those you know, those little extra things. I mean, they're, they're the things that's going to make a difference between somebody maybe getting it from, you know, a jobber's table or coming over to the breeder and actually getting it from the breeder, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, th those little things I look like that, you know, a nice website, a nice Facebook page, uh, nice photographs, uh, you know, uh, a nice display at a show, um, a nice logo, you know, I don't know, answering emails and all that kind of stuff matters. 
um, <laughs> when you're trying to sell snakes. <laughs> yet every once in a while, you do get the random ass phone call like I did yesterday, where it's 11:30 at night and somebody calls me from California, and they were okay. pretty much, I believe, they were like 11, so um, or 12. I'm not sure how old he was. But they offered me a, a remote control RC car for a super caramel jag. So. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, what? Uh, and he goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool, it's a really cool RC car. And I'm like, um, uh, an RC car for a super caramel jag? Yeah, super caramel jag that's like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I put five hundred bucks into the RC car. No, 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 thank you. Well, do you have any ball pythons? Clearly, you don't know who you're speaking to. So. <laughs> uh, oh. Sorry, no. Thank you, Daryl. <laughs> poor, poor bastard. You should have called Eric. He would have been nice. He called the wrong Morelia Python radio host. <laughs> Thank you for your interest in Morelia. I guess I'll take your car. <laughs> nah, I just give it to him. You show up the carpet fest with an RC car and punch you in the head. So <laughs> I keep I keep those kind of snakes around to give to give to people. You know, yeah. I don't know, young it's kids. I, like I like, and that. I understand. I understand that there's some really high end RC things like that, but it's like yeah. But if you're not into RC cars, what's the point? I mean, what do I give a shit? It's like you know. <laughs> Somebody could hand me a baseball card that's worth a whole bunch of money, but if I'm not into baseball cards, what's what's it do for me? Exactly. It's like you know, it, 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 and it's like, and I've had the conversation of you can sell it and make all your money, and it's like, well, why don't you sell it and then you can make <laughs> the cash, <laughs> yeah. and I'll give you the animal. But it's like it, it it's just one of those things where it, it it's now going to get chalked up on the list of, um things that I have been offered for snakes um, along with, you know, uh, my favorite is, is, the, is, uh, what was, the, what was the bird? Um, cassowary, the cassowary, cassowary. Kid, which <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, if that guy favorite. was serious, there's something wrong. <laughs> That's the best ever. <laughs> like, really? It was, it was kind of like, it? really? So, I mean, uh, I think at a Hamburg show, somebody, uh, I, I told somebody, because um, they asked me what my dog was, and I told them, like, well, Zero's a Catahoula. And they're like, you like Catahoulas? I'm like, well, I, I, I keep him alive. I mean, I guess that means I like him. So, right. um, and they're like, I bred my Catahoula to my pit bull. How about I give you a puppy? You give me three snakes. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's a huge wow. difference between snake baby and puppy you know also i told you i just i just kept on telling you that i tolerate that dog (laughs) (laughs) so you know and that sometimes that's just how it goes where it's all things get offered i've been offered crossbows bows and arrows handguns a motorcycle a beat up to shit car um yeah and the cassowaries so wow interesting I don't think I could leave uh, the but yeah. well, now that I have the book out, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, granite stuff for me next year. You were talking about grunt and caramel stuff, right? So I have hopefully, hopefully, and I don't know if you saw this picture earlier, but I shared it over mm-hmm. on our uh, Morelia Python Radio Facebook page. But mm-hmm. um, 
Paul had uh, a caramel granite jag. jag. Right? Yeah. That yes. was fine. Yes. So next year, I have caramel head granite to caramel jag head granite. Okay. So you'll and then I have the a granite. Caramel granite jags. Super, Super caramel, caramel granite, granite jag. Ooh. Yeah. And you then a granite jag. A granite jag, which is secretly one of my favorites, with a Super caramel, which is blatantly one of my favorites. Right. And you. <laughs> and then I have a granite jag to a caramel head granite. So you'll make the caramel granite jags. And Correct. caramel granite and things like that. Okay. Okay. And then um, I have a granite jag to just two head granite females. They're just possible pairings, but the caramel, you know, one way or another, hopefully I get granite jags, caramel granite jags, or super caramel granite jags. I'm quite fond of the uh, super caramel granite jags. I think that's a wicked-ass combo of uh, hmm. the way that looks. So, yeah, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're interested in seeing what that looks like, just go look at the Facebook page, Morelli Python Radio. You'll see what we're talking about. Um, yeah, UK you should go check those things out because they're cool. So yeah, um, mm. so yeah, I mean, I, I I actually wrote down because I couldn't figure out. I have a I have a question that I have to ask. So I have one female left. It's a caramel zebra girl, and she was bred with a super caramel zebra jag. So, so, super, so it was a caramel zebra bread with a super caramel zebra jag, right? Yes. Okay. So, so I could get caramels, caramel jags, caramel zebras, caramel zebra jags, caramel super zebras, caramel super zebra jags, super caramel, super caramel jags, super caramel zebras, super caramel zebra jags, super caramel super zebras, and super caramel super zebra jags. Just from that parent. Uh, a partridge in a pear tree. So, <laughs> the so here's my question. Dawn. So when I feel her, she's she's clearly going into a prelay shed, but she doesn't okay. feel quite as tight as the other females. Uh-huh. And my fear is is that that means that she has slugs. Yeah, she might surprise you. It might be you might you know you might get a shitty clutch with like, you know. Six slugs and four good ones. You still get four good ones. So you know, yeah. count it out. Just you know. Oh no, I'm not oh. counting her out, but I'm just kind of like you know. Damn it! I know. So yeah, know. but we'll overall, I think uh, this season for me has been well. Obviously, it's been my best. I'm up to uh, six clutches. Uh, I had ten, ten pairings that were planned. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. The caramel zebra girl get, would be the seventh. So if you it's can get years. most, if you can do, if I, if I try to plan for about 10, 12 pairings a year, if I can get most of them, it's a good, good year. If you want to always get the majority, you know, you're yeah. never going to get all of them. If you do get all of them, you know, you, you're going to wish you hadn't uh, later on down the road. But, um, you know, it's, uh, if you can get most of them, I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I can, you know, I got got to mix some cool stuff, uh, some crazy stuff, and then some, uh, um, 
some just your standard like M Pen Coastals, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it should be cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing some of the stuff. I think probably the craziest pairing I have is uh, that same Super Caramel Zebra Jag went to a Citrus Tiger. So Ooh. what is that going to turn out like? I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping this year I, I I have a nice clutch. It's the biggest clutch I have. Um, I hope I hit on some uh, sun glows or caramel albinos. Uh, yeah. So, so. You had one from last year, right? Or Yeah, but the, I, I had I, – it didn't make it. You never it. really got off the ground, right? No, I, 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 I force fed it, but I just couldn't get it to go. And it just, it just, yeah. it just went downhill. And I don't know, man, I really kind of, I, I know that we've talked about this on the show, but I kind of have a problem with promoting bad feeding. I, yeah. I just think that ultimately as a breeder, I just feel that that's, I don't want to say irresponsible because I don't want to judge, irresponsible for me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you can get it going, I guess it's good. You know, I see both sides of it, but I, I don't know. Ultimately, I think, like, I want to get to the point where you just, it's just easy. You just feed it and it takes it. So people are going to be successful with it. And I think the only way to really do that is to just keep breeding for those, you know, the good feeders. They breed and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I do believe that the albino stuff is a little bit more difficult to get going. I don't know why. I guess because it's really? uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe because it's still close to the you know, like there hasn't been a or, whole lot of stuff with Darwin, so maybe they're just still close to uh, to like the is, wild blood is yeah. still in them. True. I mean, we and also we also are dealing with damaged genes and so but that's you know what's why we have albino so you know you just could be something that yeah. goes along with it for a couple of years so yeah you know i i mean ultimately i, I once I, you can attest once you get them going they're rock solid they roll you know? yeah yeah carpets are, are really really good feeders but I don't know. I just like when I get that, um, those difficult feeders, I just, you know, I try all the tricks and if they really don't go, I really don't, I don't go to extraordinary means to, to try to get it to, to keep going. You know? uh, I try if really it hard survive, to not, I would just, to yeah. not what? I mean, I try really to hard not, not to force feed, like, you know, not, not to get to that point. You know, I try to just keep, giving them food and keep offering it's it's one of those things that you know i found that a lot of them or some of them will tend to go some animals do tend to go in reverse rather than getting better they do kind of go further downhill because it is stressful force feeding and uh, i try to feed force feed things when i have to like chicken feet and things like that but i mean you can't even force feed the baby dominican red mountain boas they just they they will twist their whole bodies and regurgitate and they'll it, it ends up knocking them sideways and making it worse so yeah yeah i i was doing a pinky head and yeah. it took it but uh i think i think i was talking to i don't know if it was rob or if it was nick but 
it might have been Nick, and he was saying that just he's like, you should just do a whole pinky because if you're going to stress the animal out, just give it the whole thing. Might as well give it the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be pretty yeah. stressful to get something jammed down your throat that you don't want down your I throat. Mean, <laughs> and it's funny because in the first couple of years of breeding, I, I bought that stupid ass pinky pump. Um, now I still have it. And it was like, we, uh, it was like, first off, there's a little serrated disc at the end of the pinky pump. That is a piece of trash. You throw that out. Okay. That does nothing but jam up with guts of pinky. So, you're basically feeding, you're basically pushing pinky through a tube, making them into mush. And then you scoop up the mush and put it back into the tube. And that's what you send into the snake. So it's almost like you got to puree the pinkies. And after the first pump through, the guts are jammed in everything. The glass cylinders coming off, the rubber washers are all over the place. You got guts oozing different places. And it's like, this absolutely sucks. But if you just... Right slow thaw an entire pinky and force feed it no issue no harm no foul like the pinky pump has been sitting in the emergency in the uh, med kit down here probably about for three years it's never been touched (laughs) so it's (laughs) one of those things so um it's the things you learn so yeah I, i don't know i never went that route because i just figured like I, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, dude, bear when it, I started, I bought everything up. that I ever thought I could possibly need. <laughs> grind up a pinky. Yeah, a little later on, uh, we were going to get into uh, talking about uh, reptile equipment in your, um, you know, like what are some of the necessities in your reptile room. But um, real quick before we do that, I wanted to uh, read this. Um, U.S. ARC update for people that uh, may have, maybe haven't seen this, um, but uh, for updates and whatnot, I would suggest that you at least go over and um, subscribe to their mailing list uh, so that, uh, you know, you can get all these updates and whatnot. But this happened on April 20th. Um, U.S. ARC and Fish and Wildlife submitted uh, supplemental briefs. Um, U.S. ARC once again strengthened uh, our side by providing additional supportive information on what their uh, what their stance was. Um, they responded to the questions that were asked by the court and addressed the points uh, not raised during the April 7th hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the key aspects of what it was is there was a reassertion that Fish and Wildlife does not have the jurisdiction to ban interstate transportation commerce through these injurious listings and that the statute of limitations to challenge the listings has not expired. Um, and then uh, Fish and Wildlife continues to claim that the statute of limitations has expired. Um, so basically what they're trying to do uh, – let me see if it says it's a – uh, to elaborate, to elaborate, claims brought under the APA have six-year statute of limitations, meaning after uh, a set time, changes cannot be brought. In this case, six years. A new clock begins every time the right to challenge an action first occurs. Um, for mis- for this matter, uh, and this is talking about the uh, <clears throat> the ban. Um, 
with the retics and the anacondas. Uh, Six-year window starts when Fish and Wildlife publishes the final rule in the Federal Registrar. Federal Register <clears throat> announcements were in 2012 from the original constrictor snake species and 2015 for the recent additions. Clearly, the statute of limitations is not expired, as Fish and Wildlife claims. Um, mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, both parties filed. Both pi They filed uh, briefs in response to the uh, filings by. No, they have to file briefs in response to these uh, filings by April 27th. Um, let's see, Judge Moss. I guess we'll have to look up who this Judge Moss is. Uh, see what what they <clears throat> how they do things. Uh, they take up ten to ten days to review all the information and will make a ruling on USR's preliminary injunction on May 7th. So I guess okay. this. Uh, you know, ruling will come down on May 7th. Um, it's not a ruling on the lawsuit. Um, it's only a request for injunctive relief. Um, if, favor if a favorable decision is granted, emergency veterinarian care could be sought across state lines. Pattern owners could move with their snakes and breeders of reticulated pythons and green anacondas could continue business as usual, meaning that before the rule went into effect on April 9th, until the case is decided, which may be many months from now. To be clear, May 7th is not the end of the lawsuit. So uh, it's just basically, uh, so it's extending, you know, uh, the ability to uh, cross state lines with retics. And, uh, you know, it would basically, Anacondas, yeah. Into, yeah, until their final ruling. So I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at with that. Um, no, I didn't any, see much any, talk about that. So, well, I mean, it's it, it's it's obviously, obviously, you're playing a chess game now. That is, you know, moving around and finding where they have messed up or something, especially with the whole like six year uh, rule that they didn't abide by or something like that. So, any any kind of little like relief is welcome. So, you know, I know there are people who potentially we're going to get caught not being able to move with their animals. So now they're okay. If that goes through. So hopefully May 7th, it's a summer relief. So. Yeah. Well, that would be okay for a time. You know, I don't know how long it takes for, um, you know, the case to, to, to go to court and be uh, ruled on, but, um, you know, something that's what we're to raise. <clears throat> yeah. That's what we're trying to raise money for. My feeling is, is that the government, Fish and Wildlife will probably try to keep it tied up at courts forever and basically stall you out until you run out of money. And then it's kind of put to bed, you know. So I would imagine that it would go on for quite a while. So let's hope that we get uh, some good news on that end. So, you know. But yeah. I guess. I don't know. Did, did you feel that when the re, when the retic ban went into place that everybody was buying retics that maybe shouldn't have bought retics? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it kind of seems like everybody who ever wanted a retic but for some reason wasn't getting them now foregoed whatever reasons, even if they were steeped in logic, like I shouldn't have it, um, were kind of just 
foregoing that because it was like this might be my last chance to ever get one. So, and then, you know. Yeah, you were saying to us the other day that uh, apparently you made some kind. Of, oh no, you went and rescued some some snakes, and uh, you know you had eretics and berms, and we're asking if you know if we wanted it and. You know, as much as, especially even when I saw it, that albino retic was beautiful. Yeah, that but, lavy, or whatever the hell it was, purple. But good um, lord, yeah, they're they're pretty snakes, and it's one of those like, uh, of course, I've never owned a retic in my life until after the retic ban goes through, and then all of a sudden I get one, and I'm like, good job, Owen, you're doing a fantastic job. So it's <laughs> working out well for you. You're doing great. Good, it's all according to plan. So you know, it's one of those things where they're gorgeous animals and I, and I can definitely see their appeal. Um, same thing with the berms. I've always kind of liked berms just because they're just chill, even though the 13 footer did decide I needed to lose some blood out of my hand. Um, you know, it, it, they're, they're, they're just really cool animals. And, um, but I know I, I can't even give it the home that I would want to give this thing. So, um, and I know my capacity and I know other people's capacity, and it's like I turned it down, but this guy is clearly cool with it in his and it's like forty gallon aquarium tank in his you know bedroom, so it's it's almost like and I had those animals, and there were several people who um I unfortunately couldn't make it to Hamburg this Saturday this past Saturday so um and with that. Uh, I couldn't actually sell uh, or find homes for the retics and the berms myself. So Andrew right. did it. And right. the funniest thing is that Andrew had these animals out and there were people coming out of the woodworks yelling and screaming about wanting to take them. And uh-huh. then Andrew said, I need to see your driver's license. And every person gave him who was like all, every person who was all gung ho about buying these things gave him an out of state license. And he goes, no, <laughs> he's like, I can't, <laughs> you, you, you got to understand. And it's a good thing he didn't because apparently there was a, uh, um, member of fish and wildlife there in, in, uh, normal clothes. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. And eventually I think both, both firms ended up going to, uh, some place up in the Poconos that does educational programs. So. I could not be happier with that. So it's just like, it's one of those things where they were kept in state and it was all legally done, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you know, it's just one of those things where this is now something you need to watch for. And there's some people who care about the keeping up with the injurious species act and there's some that don't. So I assume it's the risk to sell a berm to somebody. So, yeah, when it's federal, man, I, I don't know. I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> you know? I Eric know. was arrested just... and thrown to federal prison. Owen framed him for selling berms. Yeah, well, shit. So. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I hope one day I'm able to uh, to keep them. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm not getting more anytime soon, so you're on your own, buddy. So. Yeah, you know, I... I, I don't, I would never breed them. I just, you know, like you that said, was something, 
it, it was something somebody told me. They're like, oh man, this one will make pretty babies. And I'm like, there are enough albino Burmese pythons in this world. They're not. They're not need to be anymore. I'm not breeding this one. So no. it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you? I, I wonder. Like I, I said this quite a few times, but I wonder how you change that mindset that people need to be breeders. I mean, I get it, you know, because I fell into the same thing, you know, but for quite a while, I would say more of my herp herpticulture uh, adventure has been in keeping rather than breeding, you know, I mean, well, obviously I've, that's where your, most of your stuff's going to be unless you have a warehouse full of breeders, but it's like, I, I don't understand why everything that needs to be purchased is here for breeding purposes. Um, I would, I of course love the breeding aspect of it, and I only end up keeping animals I really kind of would like to breed. But there are certain right. animals that are here that you know I don't have any immediate plans to breed them. They're just here because I like them. I mean, the ruffies are here because uh, I like them. There's no real business sense behind that, except that one day I would love to hatch out a clutch of baby ruffies. Love it. Well, yeah, I mean, but absolutely, they're not. But they're probably not going to be an every year breeding animal, so they're really just going to be here as a capacity for something that I like. And you know, there's it, it, it's almost like if I were do if I were be doing this more from a breeding business aspect, Palin wouldn't be here because you know he's older. Echo's already here. Echo's breeding. Echo is Talon's kid, and Talon serves no purpose that Echo can't already provide at the same time. But I raised talent from a baby, so I'm not getting him. I'm not getting rid of him. He's hanging. He's staying with me until he dies. So, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. Like, well, for instance, I have, um, you know, I said, I think it was a couple of shows ago that kind of the scrub game for me is kind of, I'm kind of out of that. But I do mm -hmm. have a female barneck that was produced from David Means, and it was from his reign. And I think he bred it with a VPI female or something. Oh, Prada. Let uh, me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you something. That animal is unbelievable. I mean, for a while it went through this ugly stage, but that animal is gorgeous. And I have no intentions of breeding scrubs, barnecks, anything like that. But, you know, just to keep that animal is just, oh, my gosh, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just a beautiful snake. Um you know, I still have the Halma Harris, but again, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, they're cool. Um, I was, mm -hmm. I, I guess, you know, do I want to breed them because I want to breed them or is it more for the ego boost that would come from, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just started to evaluate that. Am I really into this? Breed species? them once and call it a day. Yeah. Well, or is it that, you know, you want to be the guy that bred him first? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, I don't know. It's not It's not about that for me. Bet, so kind of like. A better example is your OKT corn snakes. Do you really want to breed them and have babies that are there for $5? If that, maybe $2. It's not worth it. But you love those corn no. snakes. They're cool. So why not? Why not I have them? a pet. Like, well, like, for instance, with them in particular, like. I would like to experience breeding uh, a colubrid, you know, <laughs> I've never bred a colubrid, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, that, I, I think that those kind of experiences, you know, help you make a, a well-rounded keeper and those, 
you know, you can also share your knowledge. Um, sometimes if you're, if you're too invested into a, into just this tiny little world and you don't ever step mm -hmm. outside that world, you kind of become, I don't know, uh, you become blind to what's really going on and you can't think outside the box. Whereas if you right. keep a multitude of different species, and when I say different species, I don't mean like, you know, I think when people think of different species, they're saying, okay, well, I keep carpet pythons and here's a Maclots python, so I keep different stuff. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, there's really nothing different. You know what I mean? So, Australian python. Congratulations. Correct. So you know, like, so it's like from around, like you keep you keep uh, carpets, you keep Australian species, but then you also have, um, you know, Borneos and stuff like that. So I mean, that's yeah, completely other. different than carpets. Completely different, and that's that's one of the other aspects that I like about certain animals over here. You know. It's the stark contrast between them because you have all the Morelia species and you have all those, and those look pretty much alike but are different. And then I go straight over to the Indo species with the white lips and things like that, and they're, they're, they're it's something completely different over there. And then, yeah, see, like further with the Dominicans and things like that. So, well, I think that that would be a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, I see you with the white lips, right? And I. Mm. Every time I see you or talk to you, you're talking about white-lipped pythons. I like my and, white lips. Yeah, exactly. But every time you see me, what am I? Am I talking about helmet hair scrubs? You know what I'm saying? No. So it's kind of like, am I talking about scrub pythons? I love them. I no. think they're probably one of the be most beautiful python, you know, group in the world. Um, same goes for Bolins. You know, I just, to me, I want to work with what I work with, and I don't want to feel that. I have to breed this because somehow it falls into the group of animals that I breed, you know? Um, yeah. That's what it's finally led me Morelia. to. Yeah. That's what led me to get some ball pythons because it's like, well, screw this. What? I'm not going to keep something that I, that I think is cool because people are going to not think I'm cool. You know what I mean? Screw them. I don't care. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, well, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's almost like you, if you get, if you stumble too far down the rabbit hole of breeding, you lose sight of what the hell brought you into keeping a snake over like a hamster way back when. And, yeah. And it's just the appreciation for the animal and it's the looking at the animal. Now I love, love, love the season that's coming up very soon. And that's, and that's pipping and that's egg hatching. To see yes. the, the the combination of animals that I've raised from babies coming up and out. I mean, this will be the second year in a row that Echo has bred for me. And that's just hilarious because, you know, his parents were tiny little babies that I was hiding in my dorm room um, during the whole beginning of this stupid fiasco. And then he was a tiny little baby that came out of his egg that, in all likelihood should never have hatched. And now it's just like, see what he's producing. This is like third down the line. And this is just awesome to me. Cause it's like the culmination of everything that has been working towards is just this. And I know it's just stupid. He's just a tiger Jack breeding with a tiger. It's been done a million times, but mm -hmm. it's like right now, that's one of the highly anticipated clutches coming out there. I want to see what they look like. And right. And that's just because of the thing that comes from with being echo. But 
you know, it, and it's just, it's, that's the fun part is just seeing the babies and then raising the babies and then seeing which babies out of those little tiny worms that came out of the eggs turn out to be the fantastic looking ones in, out of the group and, you know, seeing them grow and getting attached to them. That, that's the whole point. If, yeah, if you kind of just do animals just because it's like, it's like everybody asks me why I haven't got into different types of Morelia before. Um, and it's because, and I always, the answer is always saying the opportunity has never presented itself. And not to say that, you know, I've never seen them. I, I've clearly seen every single type of Morelia for sale at some point or another. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't do it unless I feel a driving force making me like to go to it. And normally that's seeing the animals in person and kind of putting an animal in my hand and kind of checking it out and really kind of getting, a, you know, getting a feel for it. Then I'll make the jump. So, and I, you know, I, I, I could have easily gone out and gotten every single type of Morelia listed and been like, and now I have them all, but I don't think that would be as fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I just think that it's, well, I'm talking out loud, so it kind of probably sounds like I'm talking out both sides of my face, but mm. it seems and, and it probably seems hypocritical for someone that breeds to say that somebody else shouldn't breed. I guess I'm not saying that you shouldn't breed. What I'm saying is it just feels like that that's the only emphasis of uh, her Why to keep the animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know, I don't know how you – yeah, I don't know how you change that. I don't even know if you should change it. But I'm just saying that you don't have to – you don't – I guess what I'm saying to people that are listening for the first time or maybe getting into it or whatever, just because you have a carpet python doesn't mean you have to breed it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just because there's something out there that you really like or you really dig doesn't mean you have to breed it, but doesn't mean you should not keep it. You know? Um, Yeah. I I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, Angolan pythons for me is another one. Will I breed them? Yeah, I probably will someday, you know, but, Right now, I'm just enjoying keeping. I have a girl, and that's it. And I just, I've always wanted one of them. I've always been thought that they were really uh, cool. Um, you know, when I saw one a couple years ago when Ben had it at Hamburg, I, you know, I was mm-hmm. infatuated with it. Then I saw them again at ICAST, and I was like, oh my goodness, these are just really, really cool. I have to get one of these. So, you know, mm-hmm. I finally did, you know, and it's, it's, I'm just enjoying, you know, it's, it's one of those tubs where you open up and you just really like, wow, this is cool. You know, uh, I don't know. I just, and, it, and it, it's, it's almost like, it's cool. And it's, and it's cool because, uh, what I like is you don't realize how attached you might get to, or how much you might find a certain animal so cool until it's a member, a part of your collection. Like, yeah, I always thought albinos were awesome. I always thought they were cool. And I'm like, hey, I'll get some eventually. It'll be fine. The second ghost got here, it was ridiculous. First off, I like I checked this tub like 20 times a day because right. just, just wanting to know what he was doing. <laughs> like, just, uh, like I, visions of his water bowl flipping on his head or something like that and killing him were just, just kept cropping up. But, you know, it's and and just checking him out and just he so quickly became one of my favorites. It was ridiculous how quickly it came. And it's like it's just wow. <laughs> it's like you, and, and 
it's like you're, it's like it, you have these moments in herpes culture. In my opinion, you should have them, where it's like it's your first snake all over again. You're worried. You're checking him out. You're infatuated with every little thing he does. He sheds, and I mean, this is one of those things like you know, every snake sheds, and I've had gorgeous animals shed, and then they become even better looking. But every time he sheds, you're excited when you see the little shed in his bin. You, you mm-hmm. should have that. Otherwise, you're going to lose sight, and you're not going to have as much fun. This whole thing is that, you know, it should be fun and enjoyable. And if you breed it, and that's what makes it fun and enjoyable, awesome. But, you know, you should also find it awesome just to keep it, just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be hard to break. I mean, I don't, like I said, like you said, I don't think you can even do that. It's just one of those things that, like, everybody gears it towards people buying stuff and breeding things. So, you know. Yeah. It just seems like we promote – it just is like that's what you have to do in order to, you know, be somebody. It's it, – I don't – I don't – I you know, I, I also could appreciate somebody that keeps a – you know, I say this all the time is that – one of the things, especially with Morelia, and even so, more so with Chondros, I would mm. say, is that I don't see them promote it. This is just my perception. I should say that I don't see them promoted in a way that shows that that they should be kept as a pet, and meaning yeah. in a naturalistic enclosure. Um, and I know it doesn't happen with carpets, but you know, you don't really see like people saying, oh, you know, set it up like this. Look at what you can do. Oh, my God. You put this Land in your, this tank, look your, how pretty room, it is, or your you office know. or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever you want to do. And just look at how amazing that that, that this is, you know. Um, I would yeah. think with chondros, especially because they're so, um, you know, they kind of just they're out in the open all the time, just kind of perching there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It seems like it seems silly that that's not a, a way. And, may, and maybe people do, and I'm just not aware of it. But I, I just no. see every everybody I talk to that has chondros, they're talking about what they're breeding. You know. Well, you know, once um, once I take the office over from my father, I'll put chondros in the uh, um, in the office, in the nationwide office. Yeah, uh, I asked him about doing that now and i, I was well hold was the phone one second fired. hold the phone hold, hold the phone one second i want to know why i didn't get a cup <laughs> a mug Sorry, yeah a mug. there's only <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> damn it <laughs> i i will have one waiting for you at carpet fest oh very good very good i'll even label it it'll be like eric's special mug so. <laughs> oh, um, so. I started. So I'm, I put in. I'm putting in shelves behind my bar, ah. and I am every, uh, like every couple. Because I don't want to look like a massive alcoholic. So every couple, <laughs> <laughs> every couple days, like every, <laughs> maybe maybe once a week, I'm going to the liquor store and I'm just buying different types of cool stuff that have on the shelves behind the bar. And the only uh-huh. thing I think about is like, yeah, Jason Balin will drink this. Yep, Jason Balin will drink this. Yep, J- damn it, Jason Balin will drink this. So it's like, I'm like, Knob Creek Fireball. I'm like, well, these two bottles are going to look fun until he gets a hold of them, and then they're going to be gone. So it's like, you know, nice. grabbing all these liquors and stuff and putting them behind the bar. Um, 
you know, it's getting getting excited, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, not too far away from uh, almost Garden a month. Fest. Yeah, pretty much. What a month and a couple of days. Um, yeah. Time can it goes quick. I think this year will be uh, will be will be a great great time. So um, if you're on the fence, you definitely should should make it out. We should also throw out there that now they have a southwest east. Oh my God! I can't even so east, get it right. All these northwest, <laughs> northeast. All these, there, all these are, there is ones. one in every corner. Damn it! Yeah, that's the way to look at it. Um, and there's the slackers in the middle of the country. So yeah, what are they doing? So the south, the southeast is now official. Uh, mm-hmm. It is on November seventh, and it's in Central Florida. Um, and the uh, point guy there is uh, Dave Pearson, and uh, he he's he's the guy you want to talk to. They have a Facebook group page, um, Southeast Carpet Fest. Um, you can also see their info over on the website at uh, carpetfest.homestead.com. But uh, if you don't want to quite come up to Pennsylvania, but you're on the East Coast, well, now you have uh, you have a, a, an awesome outlet um, to go hang out with some carpet python people. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like there's quite a few people going. So we have a southeast, a southwest, a northwest, and a northeast. You know, in the Northeast is the true chapter, man. <laughs> Goddamn right. Like that, 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 that's, that's we're the real deal. Yeah. And, and and now that we're where we're at, we're going to do it right. I mean, you know. <laughs> Goddamn, yeah. you know, it would be good. And uh, I know of a bunch of people coming. And just to remind everybody, we the, the booster is still up for the T-shirts. We are too t-shirts away from the from meeting the requirement to get them printed uh so anything past two shirts from now on will actually start making money so far we have 277 dollars that were given to usr for this so um if you have not bought a shirt yet uh go grab one it's they're they're awesome looking mine is here i've not worn it yet because i'm saving it um but it's uh Definitely grab one. If you've already grabbed one, but you know a friend who might want one, grab one for him, her, uh, or you can do what I know some people are even taking them and making them into decorations for their snake rooms. So uh, if you want to do that, go ahead. Uh, we're probably going to grab one off the booster and have it all signed for Carpet Fest and we'll be part of the auction. So definitely go grab that. Um, like I said, we're only two away from the ma- minimum order to have those shirts printed. So if you've already bought one shirt, um, and you, and it's not been printed yet, if you're part of the second printing, uh, we need two more. Otherwise, you're not going to get a T-shirt. So I'd start trying to right. yell at people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you should definitely go over and buy one because it's a cool shirt. I think Zach mm-hmm. did a good job. See, you're out yeah. uh, the albino, so. Go Next year will be a rough scale uh, because I demanded. So, 
It's called Carpet Fest, not Morelia Fest. What's wrong with you? Shut up. You know, <laughs> stop stifling me, god damn it. We'll make we'll make you your own special shirt. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> Owen shirt. This is Owen shirt. <laughs> this is for Owen. <laughs> he needs yep, a special there we go. shirt. I've now lost control. <laughs> uh, so let's see what else do we have on the docket. So here's well. I wanted to say this real quick. Apparently, we have to get some more uh, blood short tail talk on the uh, NPR airwaves because it appears that in the last month, um, Lon Show, good Lord, yeah. that guy's kicking butt, uh, is most listened to show. So Wow. He's, he's, and he was um, – he beat out he's Matt a cool guy, but Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> he beat out Matt. Well, I don't know if he beat out yeah. Matt, but I'm saying I'm in the past. Saying it now I know Matt's listening, uh, so you know. <laughs> oh, you're really sticking it to him. Yeah, but uh, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, that that's kind of a uh, people are liking the uh, blood python talk, but so we'll have to get another show. Weird. Like that. I was going to talk to you. Yeah. I wanted to. Um, I, I, I know that the uh, where I just got my water python, Brett, I want to chase him down for a live actor show. So, oh, that'd be he's cool. He's got everything. Yeah, he's got all of them, apparently. So, you know, I was going to make you do it because, you know, you do the public relations. I just, I'm just <laughs> here for the food. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bone reader. <laughs> Owen oh, can't even read pythons anymore. He's just straight up because We both got the message and we're clearly reading it. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, I hear this little dink in my ear. Bink. I'm like, what? Look down. Yep. A boa breeder, uh, Owen. You don't know Matt Minotola just called me a boa breeder. And that hurts. That hurts, Matt. He speaks the truth. <laughs> uh, that hurts. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feisty Philly boys, Jesus. Anyway, yeah, um, we'll get you, man. But, don't don't miss. Mm-hmm. I, I like the talks where we kind of go off on the Morelia for a little bit, but I also enjoy the talks where we come back. Like, um, kind of all I can think about are inland pythons right now, or inland carpets. So yeah, yeah. But, I, I kinda, uh, like I said. I a lot of good feedback no about Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tim um, yeah. coming on talking about uh, inlands. They're yeah. cool species for sure, you know. Um, Definitely. It seems like, I don't know, the short tails and the bloods are, are like hatching out now. So I guess they must go right before the carpets. You know, it seems like I see a lot of. Well, uh, yeah, Matt was getting clutches a long before we were getting clutches for the carpet python. So, yeah, you know. And I think he's still getting clutches. So yeah, and you know, and I guess the cool thing about those is, you know, you never know what's going to pop out. You know, so you you could have a pairing, and you could get some wacky stuff. Um, True. I don't know. It's just so different. Like you know, we were talking earlier about like learning curves, and when I when I I think the blood pythons, like it seems that the Borneos are pretty probably pretty solid out of the group my experience and then 
um, Sumatrans, you know, they seem like they're, they're, they're pretty decent. Uh, the one I have is a little bit picky when it comes to food, but the bloods, man, whoo, they're, Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> they're, they're like really like sensitive. They're like the chondros of the Morelia. You know what I mean? Like they, little, little tweaks. They really, you know, they really kind of feel it. it can't be too wet. can't be too dry, you know. Oh, they, it, and they, they can't be too hot. Otherwise, they just turn into evil things. Like, you know, what Lon said about how a warm, a warm blood is an, is an angry animal. I, I don't believe <laughs> that. Mine yeah. hates me. And I had to move her to the bottom of the rack. And I'm pretty sure she's still too warm. She's just evil. I'm going to give her to Matt sooner than August to breed. Just because I'm pretty sure she's going to kill me. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just one of those like, yeah, take this. It's, uh, it hates me, and he's like gonna like pick it up and hold it, and it's gonna be like cuddling with him. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I I don't understand. So, it's just, but it's just yeah, one they of are cool. Where, uh, uh, the one thing that you talk about learning curve too is uh, handling them. You know, you go to pick it up and it throws its entire body left and you're like, yeah, and it's like, it didn't do anything. all it did was just like jump. And you're like, I don't freaking lay there like a normal snake. So, it's yeah, like, you know, what's weird is like when I'm changing them and cleaning them, I just take them out and sit them on the table. I have to. <laughs> just put them right on the table. I have to hook her and like pull her out and then I can get her in hand. And once she's in hand, she's kind of cool. But she still makes a ton of noise, and she still wiggles. And you don't think that – because there's not a lot to them because they aren't really long. You don't think that they can, like, get out of your hand. But they're so thick that if she throws her body left, all of a sudden she's, like, in midair. And I'm like, God damn it. And you have to, like, catch her or she hits the ground, and then you pick her up. By then she's pissed off. So it's it, – it, 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 the blood is a struggle for me. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll see what happens. There, this is where I can't preach this enough, but this is where um, buying an animal from a breeder and really, uh, you know, trying to find somebody to uh, mentor you, uh, give you advice. Maybe you can see things hands on. Um, mm. I don't know. Very Me, I think we're, we're, we're pretty lucky. Owen is like, you know, doing the show we kind of are able to get to meet and talk to people, you know, that mm -hmm. work with species with us, but we're able to, you know, hang out and get a feel for like what they're doing. And, you know, guys like Matt from uh, Philly Herp and I think a buddy from GTP Keeper, yep. you know, uh, buddy with his, with the chondros and Matt with the bloods and the short tails. Um, oh, I really should say Borneos. That's really his main thing, but yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, because you were just, just what triggered me to say that is I remember going over to his place and when we were over there, he was talking about how they make a lot of noise, you know, mm. so where if we hear hissing as carpet guys, we're like, oh shit, I'm getting bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he hears it. He's like, oh, shut your mouth. It's like, yeah. I mean, and, like, you know. And if you're not a carpet keeper, I can tell you the one thing that I hear all the time. When a carpet python goes in the shed, they make like this sound that sounds like they have a respiratory infection, but yeah, they don't. Yeah. 
and people yeah. freak out. They're like, oh, my God, it's got a respiratory infection. No, it's I don't. It's going to die. It's like, is it blue? <laughs> and the thing is, yeah. also, their, their heads swell a little bit sometimes, and they're going to go into a shed, too. So you can well, go, oh, God, no. Well, I think it was, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, you're I know the carpet yeah. python's heads. Yeah, they, their heads swell, and I've seen it, yeah. but nothing, yeah. nothing like a chondro's head. Good God! <laughs> I thought <laughs> clearly it has a brain tumor. I, so. I thought that oh my God, I was beating myself up so bad. I go in, I look at it was the Arubioc, which is evil, by the way. It's just pure evil. His name is Redco. <laughs> Oh my God, that thing is just, it wants to kill me. But uh, I go in to uh, change out the water and look at him and check him out. And his head is so swollen. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Oh, I'm ready to quit on chondros. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. What the hell, you know? I'm done. I resign. <laughs> and I, I think I messaged you guys and I'm like, does a chondros head swell really bad during a shed? And, you know, Zach's like, yeah, it does. I think Matt said he's, you've seen it too. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I just was like, oh my God. This is you guys don't understand how bad this is swollen. It looks like he got bit by a by a cobra or something like this. It's just so swelled up. Um, and then the next day it shed and it was gone. <laughs> yeah, and head, it was man. good. I was like, oh, okay, well there we go. So, but awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess the, the well, I actually wanted to hit on this because I thought. We can always leave the uh, snake room uh, stocking your snake room if we have time Later. or not. But yeah. I'm curious. I saw a thread over on a forum, and they were talking about – now, I know this doesn't really – maybe it doesn't equate the two, um, but they were talking about breeding royals, and um, – they were talking about how they would get the color to stay into adulthood. Now, disclaimer, footnote, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I know that, you know, BPs start out amazing looking and then they kind of dull out with age. But it led Mm -hmm. me to start thinking about carpet pythons and some of the combos and some of the things and, I'm thinking of, in particular, like, you know, one that came to mind to me was, like, the red. I'm going to call it a gene because I think it's genetic, you know. Yeah. Uh, But when you have the red, obviously, when it goes into adulthood, uh, it sort of loses that look. Do you think or what would be a way that you could breed, uh, you know, that look? to keep that look into adulthood. Now I think of, you know, how do you get a Jag to stay that yellow and vibrant and how do you get a jungle to do the same and not muddy up? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I, it just got me thinking like, you know, when I, I think at this point, maybe it's just because of the infancy of carpet Python morphs or, or breeding, uh, some of the subspecies, um, have people really thought about that? Well, I mean, I know that Balin has been like a constant thing to try to keep the red uh, going further. 
and I almost feel like that you're just going to have to keep selectively breeding the animals that have the best reds into adulthood until you get animals that just kind of carry it through. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the obvious answer. Of course. Yeah, that's the obvious answer, but I guess what I'm saying... Well, I mean, like, how do you... Like, what would you... Do you think that, for instance, let's say, let's, let's, let's take a different thing. Like, let's take, um, I don't know. Have you seen some caramel zebras? In adult yes. caramel zebras? Yeah. They're not the best looking combo uh, as adults. Well, I mean, also, they're, think, they're still fairly new and they haven't really been played with too much with the caramel side of it. Correct. So, so my question would be that if you take an intensely yellow jungle, and you mm-hmm. breed a very nice caramel, or you think that that's going to stand to improve that look? I think the I think if you're what you're shooting for is brighter color and caramel. So what you would almost do is what you'd have to do is just keep going with the caramel. You know, don't don't worry yourself too much about um, the yellow and the zebra because it's going to be kind of washed out a little bit. If you want to expand, you want to expand with the caramel. So I think you would just keep crossing with brighter colored caramels and, you know, obviously play with the supers and see what you can go. I mean, yeah, look, but at Nick's, they... look at Nick's stuff with all of his uh, caramel stuff. He's just been crossing with brighter animals, brighter animals, brighter caramels. So, and it shows. Yeah, but do you think that playing with, for instance, okay, I'll give you another example. So mm-hmm. I bred the uh, – the het albino or the albino to a citrus tiger. Obviously I'm putting Darwin blood in with mm-hmm. uh, coastal, I guess, slash, I don't know if, if there's any other blood in there or not, but um, so you put that in there and obviously from the Darwin, you're going to get a whole lot of orange. So mm-hmm. is that something that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that palette? Now you can kind of pull that out. Are you going to be able to work with these subspecies to sort of uh, be a, I don't want to say, I guess for lack of a better word, an ingredient in that, you know, getting to that uh, spectacular animal. For instance, I guess here's another example. So I look at the citrus tiger, right? So I have one female in particular, the one that's bred for me the past two years. And mm-hmm. for some reason, and when I look at her and then I look at the other one, she has retained her color like she's amazing. You know, obviously, I'm going to continue to breed her for those type of projects. Um, right. Because what she throws, you know, is it's just incredible. So um, – I'm sure you have animals like that. You know what I mean? That just like it blew you away as, as, as your expectations well into well, yes, it, it. It blew you away as the expectations. But the also thing is that those animals that blew you away are the, are, is the wave of the future. So obviously like, you know, Venus produces some fantastic, uh, caramel and she produced uh-huh. some fantastic super caramel, but, uh-huh. The, the objective is that in the next few years, her daughters, because there are three of them, there's Scarlet, Dakota, and Taisha, two super caramels and a caramel tiger, are going to be producing themselves. And each one brings something to the table that Venus either doesn't have or will enhance what she has. So 
obviously in the next coming years, the car- I'm expecting better caramel colors and better supers and better stripes on the caramel tigers and things like that. And it's it, it's it's almost like you, you have to build it up and move forward for if, if you're expecting the jeans and the color to be brighter and better. You might get lucky, but you're going to have a better chance if you just plan it out. Right. So. Yeah. Get a, get a book. Is that what you're saying? Get, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get my own copy book. So. <laughs> I'm yeah, getting it. I'm getting it. I, I just something that maybe you want to think about if you are, you know, breeding again. We were talking mm-hmm. about in the beginning of the show things that would separate you out from, you know, the the average uh, Joe, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think one of the things that uh, you do this very well, Owen, um, but I'm hit or miss. And some people don't do it at all, but I think naming your animals, and again, we're probably giving away all our secrets. All of them. them. How to promote yourself. But I think that naming your animals, like really, it, it, I don't know if it's a perceived value or if it's a real value, but you know, it seems to me that you want something from that, that animal, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think of, we'll take a, a very easy example, like Madame Blueberry, you know, yeah. I'm sure back in the day that everybody wanted a Jag from Benjamin and Madame Blueberry and Madame everybody Blueberry, yep. wanted, you know, and why was it because, I mean, she did throw phenomenal offspring, but mm-hmm. is part of that marketing part, you know, like, Oh, it's Madame Blueberry. You know what I mean? Where you could probably have a coastal that's very similar to what you look like, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things of like I like having the names because it does make you know lineage and things like that like uh, a line or you know. And I have had people who want babies from certain animals, even animals that I didn't produce. Like uh, somebody asked me at White Plains uh, if I had any plans for Carmen in the next coming years because. I got her from Mo and uh, Mo bred her to Morpheus to make the the, the Hikon uh, tigers, which produced Pixie and a few other things. So right. having her as a recognizable animal, people are want to know if there's something else coming because they have their own plans with their own animals and they think that she would produce something that could fit in. So it it, it kind of helps with it, you know. I've had people. Um, some of the first conversations I ever had with Howard was because we had animals from the same pairing of Madame Blueberry Benjamin, the Jacks. And it just happened to be that Aurora and one of his animals um, were sisters. And right. it's just kind of the stuff you talk about. And, and it's and people will want babies from certain animals. That's just the way it goes. And yeah. it, it, it kind of helps. And I always enjoy having names just because it perceives me with, you know, the breedings. I like having names on uh, lineage form rather than just, you know, 2009 this or 2009 that uh, or 2010 this and stuff like that. So I like that. Um, you know, and also it does, uh, for the people who know me who are not into snakes, 
it, it kind of seems more uh, humanizing to have names for everybody. So, Right. But it's hard, dude. You run out of names really quick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My theme, my theme that I go by is, well, yeah, girls are probably my the hardest one, but it seems to me like, I, I, like for instance, you know the Halloween bright Borneo that mm-hmm. I have? Mm-hmm. Well, I already have Molly Ringwald. And I have Poison mm-hmm. Ivy, so I thought, all right, well, Halloween, so I guess I'm naming this Jamie Lee. <laughs> to Jamie <laughs> Lee <laughs> that's how that's how it goes. Well, and if you're a male, you're named after a guitar player. <laughs> there you go. See, mine, I, I keep doing these because, like, going to an agricultural school, like the way they do horses and stuff for the ag school is um, they have a year, and it's like this year we're doing like alcohols and like all the baby horses that were born that year, there was like a Jaeger, there was a Kahlua, there was, you know, a Jimmy B. I mean, like, you know, and they just kept naming them after liquors. The next year it was uh, sports teams. So you had a Cubby, you had, um, you know, Cardinal, and you had all this other stuff. Like they kept naming them after stuff. So you had a theme for a year. So it was like every year I just decided to start picking themes. Like last year, during breeding season and egg laying season, I was so I was reading all the Game of Thrones books. So every single baby that I was keeping back from last year had to be a character from Game of Thrones. This year, uh, I don't know what the hell I'll do. I'll figure something out. So and that's just the way it goes. I like that. Idea. I end up asking. I end up asking other people for help. <laughs> so right. You know. Yeah, because your name can't be re- it can't be like uh, corny or something. You know, I, I just nah. there's a certain ring to it that it has to have, and it's like you also know. you can't you can't repeat if you're somebody like me and you set up lineage and stuff like that. Like uh, I named the Ruffies Romulus and Vulcan, and people are like, well, why not Remus? I'm like, because I had a Remus. He, you know, he was dead a while ago, but I can't repeat. That'd be weird. So right, yeah. Well, like my granite jag, his name is Vi. And he's mm-hmm. to me that's just a cool name, but he's named after Steve Vai, which you know maybe guitar players, people that aren't guitar players maybe wouldn't know who that is. But like Satch, mm-hmm. he's named after Joe Satriani, you know. But they're all like you know some of my favorite guitar guitar players. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just say, okay, well that's who you are, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or I name it after a song that they 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 did. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, Foxy Lady. <laughs> or <laughs> It's really good to get into movies, books, and music if you're going to start trying to name all your snakes. So, yeah. you know, it makes it a hell I was going to go the I was going to go the Game of Thrones route, but it seemed like uh, I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> I don't want us to be, you know, copying off each other. Then well, you and get, I have names. Uh, you're going to have names that overlap with other people. It just happened. So, oh, echo, know. yeah, yeah. My echo and your yeah. echo. My echo, your echo. Which yeah. your echo is a a, a citrus, tiger. citrus tiger, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. And uh, he just looks really cool, so that's why. I, I yeah. Don't know. And actually, that is a Joe Satriani song. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's <laughs> so pretty I'm cool. Still going with my team. yeah. So going yeah. with echo. <laughs> I think your echo is older but, than mine too. So, yeah. So what what have what have we taught people on this show? Uh, let's see. Uh, name, name your snakes. snakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure that you uh, 
you know, keep snakes that you like and mm -hmm. you should be good to go. You know, yeah. don't listen to what other people uh, tell you you should do. Do your own thing. You do you, boo. That whole mm -hmm. uh, mindset. Um, good mindset. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, we're just just about winding down. I do have I want to give us our us us a pat on the back, Owen. Before yeah, okay, go ahead. Not often do I give, you know, try to, you know, give us a pat on the back and say what a good job we did. But yeah. I can't tell you how frustrated it is to finally find a reptile podcast and then they don't freaking do it anymore. <laughs> if you're listening and you do a reptile podcast and you don't do it at the same, like I, I don't care if it's weekly, biweekly, monthly, you know, whatever. I think the only ones that do it on any kind, even though their time frame between shows is relatively long, they do it, but they've stuck to their schedule is GTP Keeper Radio, you know? It's that like, okay, we're going to do one. We're adamant about from day one is yes. that we have a schedule, we stick to the schedule, and unless both of us are dead, we are ready and raring to go every week. So, yeah. I mean, and we've had and episodes where, like, you're – on the show, but you're not because you're like puking in a bucket every three minutes and you're just running it from the technical standpoint. Yeah. And, you know, we have reserve hosts just in case. Ah, so. It's so, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're yeah, just, I you're realize such a that creature of habit. You were such a creature of habit and routine. I, I guarantee yes. you, you got into your car and, or you got into your truck or you're getting ready for work. And you're getting ready to listen to your reptile podcast on your way to work, and it didn't happen. And I bet you ruined your entire day. <laughs> it did. Oh, dude, you don't know. It just makes me so aggravated. Oh my god. Driving oh my to god, work all pissed it. off. <laughs> yeah, because you look on your phone and you're looking at your podcast apps, you know, and you're looking through and you're like, oh, let's see if they did a podcast. Nope. Last podcast, April seventh. Oh my God! What the hell? It's almost April thirtieth. It's almost a month, man. Come on, update that shit. And then it's like, okay, maybe these guys. Have it. <laughs> it's like maybe these guys have it. Well, this says the last time they did it was three months ago. And then I'm like, oh. I realize that you know not every show we do is a is a home run hit. You know, sometimes of we have not. ones we where it's like knocks but... it out of the park, and then other times <laughs> it. It, it's, it is what it is, you know, like this show is people yeah. might learn something from it. People might not, you know, some people really appreciate the, the, the shows like this. Other people, they would rather listen to, you know, uh, nails on the board, but it's it, 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 but the thing is, and, and there was another thing that you and I had the first meeting about this show and you said, I don't care if we do it once a month. I don't care if we do it once every other month. Um, I don't care if we do it once a week, every other week, but as long as we stay consistent and we have it on a certain day and we never change it. I made you yes. change the day and it was like I thought I was pulling teeth from your like mouth. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I yeah. need to change it from Saturday. What? We need to change it from Saturday. But no, I'm like, come on. <laughs> so. Yeah. Get him, Dexter. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Go get him, buddy. She's just, 
She's just emphasizing the point that I made earlier. Damn right. <laughs> if you're gonna, here's my advice: if you're gonna do a reptile podcast of any kind, or just a podcast in general of any kind, it's. I think people think that it's a lot easier than than it really is, and they think, ah, oh, yeah, I could do that, you know. And then we, they try to do it. Several. You know, I mean. Yeah, they, they, we, and again, I'm not trying to say that started podcasts and then like petered off or did one or two and then stopped or who we've had, we've had even more people who never even got to airing their first episode who were just contacting us, asking us how to do things and never got off the ground there. So yeah. it's not easy, you know? Yeah. No, it's really not, but I know <laughs> how pissed you off. With me. Yeah, I know how yeah, exactly. I know how pissed off I get. So, I don't want to piss our, you know, fans that listen to the show. So, yeah. regardless of whether you're going to get crap or good, <laughs> you're getting it. We'll be here. <laughs> we, <laughs> we cannot guarantee the quality of show that we're giving you. We just promise nah. you it'll be there. <laughs> I think I think we, you know, I think that if you're looking for, you know, that scientific, uh, you know, type of show, there's shows out there for that. You go listen mm -hmm. to Nick Button's podcast because that guy's got it wrapped up. You know what I mean? That's not our style. Our style is two guys hanging out, talking snakes, you know, yeah. you get people that are real good breeders come on and talk about snakes. And that's really just our approach. Some people like that. Some people wish it was more scientific. Sometimes we do go into that realm, but we're not going to be Sometimes. sitting here talking about mitochondrial DNA analysis. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not our gig, you know, but we have had people on that, that, <laughs> that do come from that world. And, you know, we try to, uh, make it digestible, you know, um, got a lot of good feedback about the, the vet coming on. That was, uh, that was a good one. I think that probably more advanced keepers probably listen to that, uh, type of show. And if, like I said, apparently people want to hear more blood Python, uh, stuff. So I have no problem with that, <laughs> you know, but Morelia will maybe someone can explain uh, my, why mine hates me. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't know. Just, that's just my rant. I, I know it's not easy to do, but you know, just stay consistent with, with what you're doing or don't do it <laughs> you, we'll be because fine. you're just pissing people off. <laughs> yeah. So by people, he means him. So, you know, it's, well, I don't I think I'm the I only one. I can't get the picture of you at it. I cannot get the picture of you in your truck going, God damn it. I tell you what, man, that was the that was the thing I love about Larry and BT on Reptile Radio. I freaking loved it because every Sunday when I was driving to work, I knew that that hour drive that I had going to work, I knew that I was going to be able to yeah, listen to the show and it was going to make that drive all the more bearable. Apparently, the problem is, is that you're on the wrong side of this coin. You know, you need to be out in the audience. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, that's what sucks. I can't listen to us. 
<laughs> yeah, man, it's it's so difficult to listen to yourself. You know, I I try to listen to listen to it to ana- to to analyze it and try to get like maybe we should do this or shouldn't do that or blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, you know, for a while I might do it and then I stop and it's like, no, I can't, I can't listen to this. Yeah. I I, I can't can't even realize it. (laughs) You know, so I can't even realize it. I just didn't go, God, I suck. (laughs) No, no constructive things coming out of it. Just damn, I'm horrible. So, you know, I don't even Uh, listen to it anymore. Yeah. But I don't know. I th- well, for what we do, I think we do a good job. But I think mm-hmm. that uh, it's just I, I don't know. I I just I yearn for somebody you know to do a a podcast, and then I, then finally when it's there, it's like I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't I don't care. Just talk about reptiles, and I'm gonna listen. You're talking about ball. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. And then it's like, oh, well, it was there, and now it's not. It's like, oh, god damn it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll get off that. Uh, yeah. That horse. I've we'll, about. we'll all be okay. This is true. So uh, I guess we will wrap it up and get the heck out of here. Um. Next week, we have Mr. Derek Roddy coming yeah. on. Uh, so it should be cool. I think the last time, for whatever reason, Owen, you were not here when we talked to Derek, were you? I don't think I was. I'm trying to remember where no. the hell I was. But yeah, I think, I think it was I just me Derek and Derek. Last time. Yeah. He's been on twice. I want to say he was on twice. So this will be we, his third we time. We really have like a club of like, you know how like in Saturday Night Live they have like clubs for the people who posted Saturday Night Live for a number of times? Yeah. How many times? We have no. like guest clubs where it's like you get special <laughs> things when you've been when you've had to suffer through us multiple times. So, yeah. yeah. Well, next week, uh, I did hear I did hear Derek uh, a few weeks back on Reptile Radio. And, uh, I always like when he's, I always like listening to him. Um, I think he's got a, a lot of good points of view. Uh, sometimes uh, he can be, uh, somewhat controversial, but he says it how he sees it and that's how I like it. So regardless of whether I agree or disagree, you know, it's still cool to hear somebody, you know, say what, not to mention the fact that, um, he works with some really cool blackheads. So obviously we're going to talk about blackheaded pythons because he has some, some cool stuff uh, that he's working with. But recently he's acquired some additional um, animals into his collection, like Doomerel's boas. You know, we were talking about cool. boas earlier. That is a, a species of boas that I could get into. I always look at the one at the Philly Zoo. Oh. Yeah. Whenever I go to their uh, reptile house, and I'm just, I love that uh, color palette and pattern that they have going on. He has probably Definitely. one of the nicest pairs in the United States, I'd say. You yeah. Know? It's really, really nice. Um, he's also doing some stuff with rainbow boas, and obviously he has some carpets going this year. Um, 
But uh, I think what I like most of all is his talk just about the overall reptile, you know, market, shows, that kind of stuff. And uh, it felt like he had a lot to get out. And, you know, uh, reptile radio was, uh, I think, 45 minutes long or something like that. So um, Mm -hmm. he didn't get too... uh, everything that he wanted to say so you know there's a lot of stuff to to hit on so he's going to be on next week and uh looking forward to that show so it should be very cool should be awesome maybe uh he can tell you what to look for in uh you know your boas and when they're gonna lay (laughs) yes yes he can probably tell me what to look for on my boas because apparently according to some people i am a boa boa breeder (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's true now me and you are like the yin and yang. You're the boa breeder. I'm the python breeder. You know what I mean? So Shut up. We go. No, it's not going to happen. No. <laughs> I feel out the boas. Still, the pythons still outnumber the boas over here, so I'm okay. So. Yeah, but not in your production. Shut up. <laughs> yes, it does. I guess it does because I have um, I have potentially two litters of boas. I will mute you now. I will mute you no, now. No. <laughs> no. I have two litters of boas. And I already have two clutches of carbon python, so I need one more clutch of carbon python, and I'm still a python breeder. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so, okay. <laughs> Next week is Derek Wright. Uh Check out our website, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, and I am happy to uh, say that we have uh, Terrell... Zeigler, I hope I said his last name right, from Designer Exotics. Um, he's helping us out. Probably with not, the... but... <laughs> yeah, I never say people's last names. No. Right. Sorry, Terrell. Um, but he's helping us out with the uh, Morelia tip of the week. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, he has one that's going to be going up uh, either later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, and uh, it's just a little brief thing that he wrote up uh, about a tip. This one has to do with mites. So uh, if you have an issue with mites, you might want to go and, and read it. Uh, also, it talk about prevention in there, um, which is a huge thing. <clears throat> so uh, so looking forward to seeing what uh, more stuff he has up his sleeve. And that's going to be over on MoreliaPythonRadio.com. And you can check out his... Uh, Facebook and his website, Designer Exotics. He has some cool carpets and some really cool bloods and short tails. And um, I don't know if he has, I think he has a couple other different kinds of uh, pythons, but that's mainly what, what, he's, what he's doing. So yeah, go over and check it out. Um, uh, for us, Please go over and like our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter at Morelia Python. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, um, perhaps you want to hear a specific topic, you can send that to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, let's see. Carpet Fest. The Northeast Carpet Fest is coming up on May 30th. Uh, which is about a month away. So it's yes. the first one on the list of the four. Um, yeah, clearly the best. So we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of promote that. The one after 
after this one is the southwest, and then we have the northwest mm -hmm. after that, and then the southeast is in November. Now that's added in Florida. So wow. <clears throat> you can get you can go over and get information on all of those on carpetfest.homestead.com. Um, it'll point you in the direction of the point person that you want to talk to. If you're uh, more info on it, uh, you can follow the Facebook page carpet fest, um, keep you up to date on all the, uh, happenings as far as uh, carpet fest, wherever part of the U S that you are from, uh, be looking for the, uh, the auction. Um, we're going to be looking for stuff for the Northeast, uh, version. We'll probably get uh, that going next week. Um, we'll get yep. that started. So we give you guys time yep. to your stuff. So. Yeah. So, uh, if you have something that, uh, you know, that you want to put up, uh, please either contact me or Owen, uh, either through Facebook or send us an email. Um, that way we can all have it. Uh, I can post it up to the website and people can see what's going on. I would prefer, um, no uh, live animals, but uh, I know the Northwest, there is no live animals is allowed in theirs, but I think it's just I would easier. definitely prefer no live animals being that it is my house. So um, if you want to, oh, if you have you a go. specific animals and want to bring a picture, that's cool. Cause then you can set up shipping from wherever it is you're going to be to whoever wins it. And I believe, yeah. are we doing the online thing where we open up uh, the auction a week before uh, yeah. Carpet Fest for, okay, cool. So we're going to do that. So yeah, if you're, if you want to submit an animal, that's fine. You do not necessarily have to bring it. I prefer it if you did not. Um, cause the only thing I can offer you for it, if it's going to stay is my quarantine room and that's not very comfortable. So, um, <laughs> just saying everybody, sorry. Yeah. So, um, uh, that is what we can do there. Um, just uh, let us know if you want to bring equipment, everything else, that's fine. I, I think Matt's bringing in cage. I think Buddy's trying to get a herb stat. Um, and uh, I know you're submitting your headshots with a professional signature, John Hancock. I mean, that's classy. So. <laughs> I would take my head want... and put it on Nick's, Nick Button's body. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go. Having Even better yet, I'm your... going to put... I'm going to put my head on Casper's body. There we go. <laughs> I, I, I demand that it be the picture of you with the mullet, though. I mean, I want I want that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, no. That's awesome. So, yeah, Carpet Fest, uh, lots going on there. So glad to see that that uh, is expanding into uh, what it is. And uh, basically, if you want to hang out with uh, – you know, your fellow Morelia family, um, that's a good way to, uh, to do it and to meet new people and, uh, get mm -hmm. out there and, and put your name out there and, and, uh, and, and have fun. Damn it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for myself, EB Morelia, um, you can go check out my website, ebmorelia.com. If you have any questions or comments about, uh, Anything I have going on, you can contact me uh, through Facebook or you can email me at ebmorelia, eric at ebmorelia.com. I have, like I said, uh, quite a few 
uh, eggs in the incubator. Uh, so if you're interested in something from one of those, just go check out the website, see the pairings that I had listed up there and just let me know. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit more of a hoarder than Owen is, so it takes me a while to sort through what uh, what I have going on. So I actually will just be making the 2014 animals uh, available real soon. I got to get some pictures and whatnot, but everything is eaten and everything is ready to go. So yeah. if you're interested in, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm already selling over. I mean, I'm already selling over from 2016. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, you put a name on it. <laughs> on a follicle. <laughs> selling a follicle. Nice. Yep. All right. Follicle. Yep. That's how he rolls. <laughs> That's yep. all I have. All right. For me, uh, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com or you can go and find Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Uh, we got all the stuff going on there. We have two clutches in the incubator with the potential of others coming. I'll let you guys know as we get more eggs or litters at this point. Um, as far as sales, I don't really have anything for sale at the moment. Um, a few things left. Just give me contact if you're looking for something. Uh, other than that, I will let you guys know as we get closer to egg dates and hatch dates and, you know, uh, show dates. Uh, we did miss, I did miss the, uh, last Amber show and I'm sorry for that one. It was, uh, could not be avoided, but, um, we will try our best to make it to June as well as the, uh, next ones coming up. Uh, we have to secure, resecure our table, which, um, could be. Uh, much like gladiator sports. So I'll let you guys know how we go. Um, other than that, that's all I have. So uh, we'll say thank you all for tuning in and listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live on-time 
arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.